Hi, welcome to Anto Knows. We're continuing our adventures with Doctor Who. This is episode 88. Now, missing episodes. Uh, if you don't know anything about the missing episodes, there is a DVD out there that you can find called Lost in Time where they have just the clips and you can see uh, all the missing episodes that they have like bits and pieces of. Some of them they have complete. But eventually the BBC decided to team up with animation and remake them with uh, animation. Because some of them, they had no clips, just the audio. The audio was provided by fans. Years ago, what you could do is you could take a tape recorder and then you would have an adapter and you could stick that little adapter into your audio port of the TV. They, you can't do that anymore, but on the old TVs, they used to have like a little audio port and you could stick a plug in there, and it could record every, all the dialogue and everything on the tape recorder. Uh, on one of the Doctor Who DVDs, they would have to tell family and friends to be quiet while they record the episode. So, this is a very famous uh, Patrick Troughton episode. Patrick Troughton kind of redefined Doctor Who, and uh, by the end of it, they, we eventually get the idea of who, who the Doctor is and where the Doctor's from and what all the, all the ideas that they were setting forth and the idea of regeneration. So there are several that are uh, like this on DVD, including uh, one of the most famous uh, Dalek stories called the, the, uh, the Power of the Daleks and Evil of the Daleks, uh, The Faceless Ones, uh, Fury from the Deep, and uh, and a few others, and this one. So this was supposed to come out a while ago, but then I finally got it uh, for Christmas this year, and it's uh, The Abominable Snowmen. Now, these have nothing to do with the flesh and blood uh, creatures. They're controlled by this thing called the Grand Intelligence. They're giant furry creatures that look like big furry creatures, but very intimidating. They look like a teddy bear, but in, in reality, they are not. They are killer robots that have these little uh, nodules inside them. They're like little uh, balls that are light as a feather, and uh, they can activate uh, through this. So, the, the doctor, Jamie, and at this point, Victoria. Now, Victoria, we meet in at the end of, uh, towards the middle of Evil of the Daleks. And she, since she loses her father and all her other family members, she comes with the doctor and Jamie because they didn't have anywhere place to go. Now, mind you, she's a kid through this whole story. And that, that it's very strange because all through the story, they keep calling her child, child. But you got to remember that she is. She's like... She's very inquisitive, but she's kind of uh, just a kid, basically. And in those days, in science fiction, it was what what was the girl's part? The girl's part was either to fall in love with somebody, get captured, and the doctor and companions to get them out of it. So they arrive in the Himalayas and uh, in Tibet, and the doctor says, "Well, I've been here before." Now we we don't get any indication. When, but he, that he uh, helped save them. And the uh, abbot, he knows them. He says, oh, it, they gave him this sacred bell to give it back when uh, he ever returned. 
as to keeping his safekeeping. So they put on uh, fur coats and everything. Now, mind you, this is not shot anywhere near Tibet. This was shot in Wales on some big mountainside somewhere. But there was uh, no surviving footage except for one episode. And uh, so all the others are animated. And we'll talk about the context of this. Back to the story. So the doctor goes to, and says to them, they land there. And he says, well, I'm going to give back this bell. And we'll get the greeting. Uh, we'll get the welcome of a lifetime. And you know as well as I do, anytime Doctor Who, when he says, well, we'll get the welcome of a lifetime, we're not going to get that. So they get there, and there's trouble on the mountain. Uh, one guy is dead, and the doctor gets blamed for his murder. And it, there's this fellow named Travis, who is an anthropologist looking for the real Yeti, or the abominable snowman. And he says, oh, they're shy, gentle creatures. They couldn't harm anybody. So when they finally get to the monastery, they blame the doctor for this murder. And the doctor's like, no, no, no. He says, I have nothing to do with this. And he says, he says well, how, why have you made the Yeti turn savage? Maybe he's the reason why they're uh, doing this. The doctor's like, no, I have nothing to do with this. I just came here. I'm come back to do this. Before he can get out, that he's come back with the sacred bell, they lock him up. So Travis just wants to find the Yeti. Eventually, we run into Jamie and uh, Victoria, leave the TARDIS, and track down one of the robot Yeti and almost get buried alive, and they escape. So, so after they escape, the doctor and his... Uh, uh, they eventually convince uh, one of the uh, monk warriors. There's a group of warriors and there's a group of regular monks. But the fellow that's running the monastery is barely hanging on to existence because he's being compelled by an old enemy of the doctors, the Grand Intelligence. So he convinces one of the head of the monks to give this pyramid to get, break it into a cave, and eventually it would form into a consciousness, a, a, a human form, a, a physical form, and then spread not just from this mountain, but from all over the world. So the, the head uh, guard, the head of the warriors, doesn't trust Travis, doesn't trust Jamie, doesn't trust the doctor, doesn't trust Victoria. And even the monks think that she's some kind of, you know, connected to magic or sorceress or a witch or something. And she's like, no, that's superstition. So they capture one of the Yeti, they pull one of the nodules out, and they find out that it's a, a robot and uh, it's being controlled somehow. So eventually he convinces the head of the uh, guard to... Uh, let them uh, go back to the TARDIS and uh, find the uh, uh, this equipment that can use to uh, track down the Yeti. So that's what Jamie and the Doctor do. Uh, eventually, Victoria is curious about this inner sanctum, but the monks don't want her to go in there because they consider it sacrilege to go in there. But she goes in there anyway, and so controlled by the Grand Intelligence, it hypnotizes her, 
and forces her to do this. They basically want to chase the monks away because using the Yeti, they've been killing them or doing this, and they can't seem to fight them or kill them. And uh, one of them reactivates and, and do this. So finally, the head of this one monk, he's through hypnosis, he sends him up to the top of the mountain to put this uh, pyramid. Travis tries to stop it, but he can't. So when the doctor eventually uses the equipment to track down what the... It's in the monastery. And what's weird in this six-part story, back then they had that time, they had six parts and they could do that. The doctor uh, first confronts the head of the monastery and at first he... uh, he won't exactly tell him what's going on and t- tries to tell him, you know, what's what's going on here? Well, you're, uh, he goes, you're not him. You're my friend. And he says, if you were still being controlled by that. Uh, but uh, he basically uh, tells him. So the doctor's like, I, I see what's going on here. So he tells the monks to evacuate and leave. Uh, so... The head guardsman, he gets killed by one of the, uh, the main uh, head of the monks, and he's being controlled. So the doctor eventually convinces them all to leave and tells them that the, uh, the, the, the some kind of uh, super brain and intelligence is controlling all these people. Uh, and so it's up to the doctor, Travis, Jamie... And this other uh, monk warrior, and I think his name is Tessison, and uh, of course Victoria. So she he teaches her a prayer to, dis- to distract her mind so she won't get hypnotized. She when she first gets hypnotized, the doctor uh, kind of like influences her mind to kind of like rewind it so that she uh, won't remember the going into the sanctum and so forth. So uh, this head of the monk says that there's a bunch of machinery behind the throne. He labored for countless centuries in order to find, uh, to get to, to control the Yeti and to build this grand intelligence. (coughs) The grand intelligence is on top of this mountain and in doing that, it is basically growing Without. So Travis and this other warrior try to stop it, but to no avail. So they all go into the um, main uh, throat, this, this uh, inner sanctum. They destroy all the equipment, they destroy all the nodules. I guess this is why we can't have nice things. And they go after the monk. The monk is, uh, the abbot is struggling with, you know, control. Release me, release me, he keeps saying. You know, not until my work is done. Not until I've done this, I've done you what you've done faithfully. But he's um, still, but he's so old that his body is being worn out by the uh, grand intelligence. So after everything is smashed, the pyramid that's on top of this mountain, this little pyramid, is destroyed. The Yeti just all conk out, and the doctor, uh, it's up to um, Victoria to save everybody, and she stops uh, the monk. The monk is relieved, thank you, doctor. And he collapses, his clothes collapse, his bones collapse, and his skull eventually disintegrates 
too. On the making of, they said that that was a little too controversial. Remember, Doctor Who was still considered a family or a kids show, and so they said uh, they edited that part out. But here on the DVD, you get to see it, which is really creepy. Doctor Who can be scary when it's not unnecessarily scary and scary when it needs to be, basically. In the end, uh, the monks can come back to their monastery. They can fix what, what, what they've done. The Yeti is just uh, let there uh, to sit on the side of the mountain all busted up. And Travis is like, well, I can't bring this back because it's, you know, somebody will say I made it and so forth. And so they uh, don't tell the monks exactly where they're going. By the way, the returning of this bell, they, they, they do that midway through. They go back to the TARDIS, and Travis sees a real Yeti, and off he goes. Uh, Victoria is kind of a bit of a, more of a, the, the way the companions were written, kind of like, oh, can't we get away from here? Can't we go someplace pleasant? So they go back to the TARDIS, and leaving the robot Yeti behind, and you see his claw move. The danger is over, or is it? Speaking of which, uh, the writer of this episode wrote also The Web of Fear, which was another missing episode which they uh, found recently. And in that episode, you get to see the, the first formings of Unit. So Colonel Lethbridge Stewart, who eventually became the Brigadier, the Doctor's oldest friend who helps him fight against evil. So that's one of the first uh, times they did it. As a matter of fact, they wrote that before they wrote this story, too, which is very strange. Okay? Is this worth getting? Heck yeah. For any Doctor Who fan, it's worth getting. Get it on Blu-ray. It's great. Uh, it has three discs of fun on there. So Doctor Who fans gotta have three uh, ways to in the classic black and white, wonderful animation, in color, if you have to have that, and uh, just audio with the uh, one surviving episode. But it's it's neat. So uh, Fury from the Deep has that. All all the other DVDs have that. Okay, so it's. Uh, really worth getting, and it's cool. It has a lot of visual interest. It took a long time for it to get, get, get to notice. Now, from what I've heard, the BBC has kind of canceled these uh, episodes, but let's we'll see what will happen because Russell T. Davis has formed his own production company and inked a deal with Disney+. Plus. So the 60th anniversary for Doctor Who will be exclusively on Disney Plus here in America. Will it be on the BBC America? I hope so, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, it will be on BBC in uh, in the UK and all over Europe. So if they have the BBC, they have that. But we'll have to wait and see what, what is to come about this uh, episode. But... Uh, the all those episodes are worth getting, and if you have to have to get a Christmas gift for a Doctor Who fan, that's definitely one uh, you should definitely get the Abominable Snowman. It's really worth getting. So, 
we're going to take a little bit of a hiatus, just just a small one, uh, because next week is Christmas, and the following week is uh, following weekend is New Year's. So.